What's up people, it's Owen here and welcome to another episode of the Hiker Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, I am joined by Elena Osborne, aka TipTap. Elena is well known for her filmmaking and storytelling. Her award-winning documentary, It Is The People, follows her journey along her first thru-hike on the PCT in 2019. If you haven't watched that yet, I highly recommend heading over to YouTube and watching it as soon as this episode is over, of course. Like all of my guests, I want to know what got Elena into hiking in the first place, and also what drove her to hike over 2,500 miles. Elena and I share a deep passion for peanut butter. So of course we're going to talk about food, we're going to talk about gear, and we're going to talk about a little adventure that she's actually currently on, her through hike of the Te Araroa. I, I said it. I finally said it. As always, every trail featured in this episode is featured on the Hiker app. So head over to hiker.app or download the app for free on your Android or iPhone. So let's get to it. Here is my interview with Elena Tiptop Osborne. Uh, you're you are free. You're able to do whatever you want now. You can go to rugby games. You can hike. You can do whatever you want. It's insane. Yeah, yesterday I went to the All Blacks game. Forty six thousand people uh, in the stadium, and I recognized it was surreal. But it's weird how normal it becomes very very quickly um but just from feedback having posted it online and getting comments and messages of people um being like wow how can you be in a stadium that big with that many people is like it looks like another world and it kind of in a sense does right yeah I know it's the way you said in your in your post uh you know you're going you're not going to take this for granted um mm-hmm. you're going to try and, and cherish this and and relish it because who knows it might happen again yeah mm-hmm. exactly well it's it kind of it it goes to show you know what a country can do right to make things work and get people back out and doing the things they want to do like I don't, I don't know if you are paying attention to what happens here but we're just about to go into another lockdown like another- yeah i hear yeah, that's it is a lot. I mean, I get remnants. The majority of the news we get from overseas is mainly US focused, um, mm. but we do hear remnants of yeah what's happening elsewhere. And it's yeah, it's we've been there where we went back into lockdown, um, but that kind of experience, right, where you come out of it and then you go back in, it makes it harder the second time. Mm. Sure. Well, hopefully not because. There's, there's this kind of mentality in Ireland that ah oh, sure we've dealt with that that's that's gone you know there's a, the the country seems to be thinking like you know the collective thinking is but we're done with that you know we've already locked ourselves down for three four months and you know we're starting to go back to normal why do we have to do that again yeah. um, everybody knows like they're not stupid we know that we need to do it but it, there's still this kind of like oh yeah that's the rules but i'm i'm not playing i'm paying attention to my own rules Mm -hmm. i'm going for i'm going to go you know to a pub 
I'm going to open the yeah. book and go in. Yeah, it's that fatigue, right? Where you're kind of like, oh, man, and you see other people doing well. And I'm definitely grateful that, yeah, I'm in a country where there's good leadership and people mostly have been abiding by the rules. So mm. um, we're at a place now where, yeah, we can run a bit more free. And, um, yeah, like you said, I will not be taking it for granted just seeing the, um, yeah, utter chaos that is happening elsewhere. So it's been a year since you got back? Yeah, about a year and two weeks. So I actually flew home like on my birthday last year. Um, So it's been, it's kind of insane that it has been that long. Uh, Yeah, crazy, crazy. And and how do you feel now? Like you just, obviously we've been chatting back and forth about, you know, potential hikes that you're going to do, but are you still kind of in that like that post holiday mode as as people would say you know you go away for a two week holiday you come back and like you're still in a, in a post holiday mode for about a week but i imagine if you're going away for 5 6 months to do a, a through hike that you that that window goes a little bit wider yeah it almost changes your perspectives on your perspective on holidays and also just i guess to make it even bigger like life it's kind of I got to that point of coming back and being like well I love that um I want to experience more of that uh how can I integrate this into my life um and it's not the most sustainable way of living through hiking is yeah not you can't make money by through hiking but um yeah coming back has kind of been like okay what's what's next um and obviously COVID has had an impact on timings of things um but it's kind of crazy because you feel like you you grow a lot through an experience like that and then it's kind of not till a year later you look back and you're like even through this year having not gone any through hikes I can now recognize truly kind of how far I've come and how much more I've matured since that experience over a year ago so uh the PCT. So you did the PCT back in 2019. Was, mm-hmm. it, was that it was this time last year that you finished it up? Um, what I, I know we spoke before about this, and you know we did the the blog post and all of that. But I suppose for our listeners now, they haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to actually hear your story. So I, I came up by you from your movies, your uh, your documentaries that you put up on on YouTube about the PCT. It's about the people, and then your your series as well, which are fantastic. And if anybody's listened to this and they haven't watched it yet, I'm sure you have. But go watch it. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, what? got you into through hiking what made you want to do first of all through hike and second of all the PCT Mm. yeah it's interesting because I I think back to what actually got me into hiking because I I mean I've said like in the past I don't know if you're in New Zealand you have no excuse to not go hiking I mean there are many reasons why people can't get to be in a position where they can go hiking the thing is I've grown up in a family that don't hike like None of my siblings, except for my brother, who I roped into doing the PCT, um, isn't hiking. Um, I guess historically, maybe my dad did went on a couple hikes and like we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, not from I don't come from a family of hikers, um, and I guess it was in terms of being interested in through hiking. I guess it was kind of 
when I look at the bigger picture of it, I guess I was kind of in search of community and um, I guess like a bigger challenge. I also recognized I was in a kind of transitioning phase in life, like end of a relationship, end of a job. Um, and, or I wanted to end this job kind of thing. And um, yeah, yeah. Getting to a point of seeing that, you know, life is kind of fragile um, through the experience of, I guess, my mom being diagnosed with bone cancer. It was kind of all these things um, amalgamating into one kind of push for me to say, okay, what's something you've been searching for and kind of um, had this dream to do, uh, you know, if there was ever a good time, because there never is a good time, um, it would be now. Uh, through hiking, it's interesting because, I, I mean, it's the most basic answer and uh yeah I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it because this is how I learned about the existence of the Pacific Crest Trail which was through reading the book Wild when I was probably like I don't know 16 17 um I came across that book and someone recommended it to me I read it and I was and um the story was really interesting but the thing that stuck with me was that there was this trail that went from Mexico to Canada and this woman walked it um, and I remember reading that and thinking, man, I could never do something like that. Just the logistics and I guess being so, feeling so far away as well, being in New Zealand, it's like that, that definitely is not a thing I could do. Um, but it stuck with me for many years. And then, yeah, when I got to that point of, um, you know, in that transitioning phase I was kind of like well this is the time and I'm gonna go do the Pacific Crest Trail and in all honesty I didn't know about any other trail I didn't know about I'd heard of the Appalachian Trail um I didn't know much about it I hadn't heard of the CDT um I'd barely heard of the JMT uh I didn't know of the GDT I didn't know about the whole through hiking world I had no idea that this whole online community existed as well you know and that there were kind of faces of this community as well. Like for example, Darwin, you know, I just had no knowledge until probably of like November, December before deciding to do it. Wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, me from my perspective and a lot of people uh, uh, might resonate with this as well is that, you know, we're on, on this side of, you know, looking at it, doing small little day hikes and then getting into longer distance backpacking hikes. And we were very aware of, you know, all of the through hikes that are in the US and then even like the Tararoa and all of the different hikes, long distance hikes that are around the world. So we're just like, ooh, that's up there. But going into mm-hmm. that world and just being like, there's other trails? What? What's going on here? There's more? Yeah. There's more that I can do? I was speaking yeah. to a guy uh, last night, uh, this guy Impala on the trail. So he's, uh, he's the very first trail that he did was again, apologies for butchering the name was the Te, Te Arara. Is Te okay? Arara, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll edit myself saying so correct. <laughs> just like cut my yeah. snippet over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you sound like Eleanor. Um, <laughs> that was his first trail. Uh, he's from the UK and he went and did that. So it was his very first trail. And then, I think it was the first year that it was in existence, 2012, when it, when it first mm. opened. Oh, yeah. So it would have been the 
yeah after it was officially open so it'd okay. been very very fresh i think he like was one of the first like 100 people or one of the first 50 people that actually did it um mm. and then he went into the pct and then he, he like you know and he he didn't really know anything about the the u.s trails he was he just heard about this like trail in new zealand they'll go and do that so it's funny how people end up in the world uh, mm. Whereas I say the most most people are, are that are getting into hiking are you know oh I'll go and do the the coast to coast trail in the UK and then oh maybe the PCT you know at some point in my life so it's kind of cool to to hear different people's stories. Yeah, um, they kind of leap into it, right? Um, yeah. The stumbling. I feel like I'm probably in the party of kind of stumbling into it more than having it be a lifelong pipe dream, but or maybe somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like from that have you because we said before that you wanted to do other long distance trails in the US or North America Mm. Um, has there been any trail that's stuck out that you want to do in in North America specifically yes oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I mean I had planned to hike the GDT in Canada uh, this year um, which obviously didn't happen Um, I think I'd love to do the CDT. I think just like a bunch of my trail family want to do it. Um, So it'd be cool to kind of reunite, um, but maybe not hike the whole thing together because I think we would drive each other insane. Um, I mean, yeah, all the three main ones in the States obviously uh, are appealing, but I've since recognized there are so many, so many more trails just elsewhere in the world um and i've been kind of compiling a list i couldn't recite it to you because i just have a list now when i see a cool trail put it in um my flatmates actually got me for my birthday the lonely planet book of the best hikes in the world (laughs) and i'm kind of just gonna go through that um but i've also realized i really would love to do a through hike or a long hike some kind of trail um in japan um just to experience and I don't think it would be as nature heavy, but it would just, I think that the the same reason that people love, international hikers love Te Araroa, um, is the cultural element. And um, I think I would really enjoy that for, um, yeah, being in Japan. Because your mother is uh, from Japan? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's that whole um, desire to reconnect with a part of my identity that I don't have a strong connection to um like my mom is Japanese and she can speak Japanese um but none of us kids really can uh mine is terrible um so I have always had this kind of dream in the back of my mind way back there that I'd love to learn Japanese but also um yeah to kind of experience and connect more to I guess my second homeland in a sense you know yeah, that'll be a, a kind of a nice little story as well for you to complete a long distance trail, like a through hike of Japan, come back mm. fully fluent in Japanese. Oh my God, imagine. <laughs> in, tra- in your family's traditional garb, everything, yeah. just rocking up into the house and just like doing the whole, <laughs> the whole greeting. Yeah. Uh, uh, and do you, uh, are you familiar with any trails that are in Japan that you have your eye on or is it just kind of a, an idea? At this stage. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I've kind of seen is the 88 Temples one. Um, so it's kind of more of a pilgrimage, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen ones, uh, other ones that are more probably mountainous or um, 
those kinds of experiences but most of them seem to go through um yeah villages and you I mean the idea of just soaking in a an onsen at the end of the day and like having green tea just sounds so appealing like the opposite of um I guess like the PCT experience maybe it'd be like the Japanese equivalent of El Camino um yeah but uh yeah I haven't looked too much into it because I feel like if I do then my hopes and dreams would be too hung up on them. So I have to wait, wait till it's more realistic, you know, uh, yeah. maybe when COVID stuff, you know, dies down a little bit. Yeah. You don't really want to go and try and immerse yourself in culture when culture is trickled down to a, you know, a, a drip, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you can't, people can't work, people can't go and give you your green tea or, or give you your, <laughs> your bath at the end of the day. So yeah, it's probably best exactly. to wait. Um. And have you ever just thought about doing kind of more European stuff? Because you like that that trail that you're talking about there, it kind of sounds like a lot of the European trails, um, in particular like the uh, the Tour de Mont Blanc, the TMB. You're just you are going through mountainous and nature and everything, and you have got these stunning vistas. But you also have towns, and then you have, you know, the Matterweg in Germany, which is just like going from town to town to town. Is it? That's pretty much what it's like over over here. I say over here, mm-hmm. but it's nowhere near me (laughs) you know it's all in the same vicinity um oh yeah 100 percent. but i think it's weird i don't know why europe just seems like the most unattainable place to get to um even pre-pandemic obviously but to me it's like there's another weird hurdle mentally i'm not sure why but yeah all those hikes look stunning i have a friend in um northern italy who's just like you should come here and hike in the dolomites and i'm like i know <laughs> um so uh yeah i mean all the places right there are just so many places and it's that weird sense of not being able to go anywhere and kind of feeling yeah. like on home detention in your own country um yeah so i gotta make the most of that while we I've, can i am I think are quite similar because I've in in the in the app I've just if you look at my favorites it's just pages and pages and pages of hikes of just every time we add a new hike yep I'm going to do that I'm going to do that uh, oh so yeah I can imagine from, from whenever I can leave the country it's going to be uh, it's going to be an expensive life <laughs> <laughs> just your whole life the rest yeah. of your life hiking yeah um, but you have your eyes on one trail in particular. Oh, are you hinting at a particular trail that might be behind me on my wall, which you cannot see because this is the audio? <laughs> um, uh, yes, there is one hike that I have my eye on is, in particular. Is that what that map is for? No, it's just a map in New Zealand. Okay, um, okay. But it's it is yeah, it, it is why I got it just to give me a bit of a better idea. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been tossing it up for a long time. I eh? just, just going back and forth. Am I going to do it? Am I not? I'm, I'm stranded in New Zealand. Um, and I just feel like I have no excuse, but to not hike to Aradoa. Um, wait, did I say, but to not hike? I, I'm not sure what I just said there, but I, yeah, I have no excuse to not hike. There we go. Um, to there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> What's in this tea? Um, yeah, so I um, am doing that. 
Uh, it's it was one of those hikes that on the PCT, you know, you say you're from New Zealand and everybody asks, oh, so you must have hiked out at all, TA. And just, it was like, actually, I know much more about the Pacific Crest Trail than Te Araroa. Um, and it was always very disappointing to people who were just like, oh, so you don't, you haven't hiked it. Um, and it's interesting because I think coming from here, you, it's that sense of, oh, it will always be here. Therefore, it doesn't need to be the top of my priority list. Um, it was always kind of further down. So I'd, yeah, placed it further down on my list of dream hikes. Um, and obviously, as a result of this year, it's, uh, it seems like the best time to do it. Um, because so, I can't go anywhere else. So, so when, when's the date? When's the big day? Are you, have you got the logistics planned out? yeah so it keeps changing the initial plan was end of october uh then i was like oh first week of november um now i've just bought a new camera and the uh results of being in new zealand very far away um shipment doesn't arrive till um i think mid-november because uh it's a new release of this model and they have like one shipment end of october and then another shipment in the second week of november so i think i'm gonna hold out for that um and then start then. But I should be good for time. I feel like I should be sweet. Um, I've only got a couple weddings um, to come back for in March because I actually get to be that person who flies off trail and attends a wedding. But I hopefully hopefully will be done by then. Um, but yes, this is this is the plan. This is the summer plan. I'm pretty excited, pretty terrified. Um, but. I mean, there's a lot of bloody road to walk. 14%, man. I'm just, I don't know how I feel about it. But uh, yeah, no, it, it will be, it'll be, it'll be great. And have you got your canoe skills down? Have you got your climbing skills down? Oh, I'm born, I, oh I was born with those. <laughs> and all. Um, yeah. So. And have you got a crew that you're going with? Are you going solo and making, you know, family along the way? Or have you got like a couple of people you're going to go with? Yeah, um, I am starting solo at this point. Um, I think my youngest brother was kind of interested in starting with me. We'll see how that goes. Um, so whether I rope in another brother <laughs> to try do the trail. Um, and yeah, I guess starting solo, I hope to make friends. Um, I don't hike to be, I love alone time. I'm very happy to be by myself, but I enjoy people and I enjoy conversation. So uh, I hope there are people out there this year. Um, and then, yeah, hoping to have roped some friends into meeting me along the way. Cause most people I've talked to are like, Oh, I'd love to join you for a section. So hopefully I can make that happen and um, yeah, bring some other friends out there who maybe otherwise wouldn't get themselves out hiking. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it will be a very interesting year to hike because um I talked to a woman who hiked in 2017. She said one in seven hikers were Kiwi. Um, the rest, international. And the only hikers this year will be majority Kiwi. All yeah. um, the travelers that got stranded here. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting mix of people. So are you planning on going out with your camera and doing a similar kind of style to the pct hike are you going to do like another f- film or is it just kind of what you did before where you're just like well well i got all this footage i'm going to make a film mm, yeah i think um 
I definitely want to emulate a similar thing. I probably want to hopefully, you know, improve just on technical aspects and um, those kinds of things. I think I don't want to, I'm not going to prioritize, like my goal isn't there to make a film. I think overall the goal will always be to through hike because I think that makes for the better experience, therefore the better story. Um, So but yes, I'm filming it and I'm not sure what I'm going to make of it at the end. Maybe instead of doing something like with small chapters, maybe just one overall longer form piece. Um, but I definitely want to be talking to more people and um, yeah, capturing other voices. And I'm really excited to meet more locals. I think that's going to be a huge aspect, especially of the North Island section, um, because it's kind of like town road, town road. So the people will make up for it uh, yeah <laughs> well, uh, this tends to be one of the things I find uh, kind of fascinating about documentaries especially people that are propelling themselves by feet is how they connect with people and that's what I got from yours uh, from your documentaries how c- kind of your your portrayal of somebody comes through I don't know if I'm saying that right, but like your perception of that person comes comes through your film, um, and h- how you see them. Obviously, they kind of uh, will shine their own personality, but it's at the end of the day, it's how you kind of show that person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd be interested to see how you do that with your home country, and how you kind of portray your local people and and uh, people that you meet along the trail. Because mm. I, I, I don't know if you've seen. Um, there's a couple of documentaries. One particular is uh, Transamerica or Transamericana. Uh, Ricky Gates, he's a, he's a uh, trail runner. Okay. An ultra runner where he ran from one side of the US to the other side of the US. Uh, it's a fantastic documentary, but it's, uh, you know, he's the whole purpose of it was to meet Americans because he just felt like he didn't know Americans. Mm. Uh, he didn't really understand all of America so he went and ran across and he's meeting every single person doesn't matter if they're Republican or if they're Democrat or if they're what, what they are but he was just meeting them and having honest conversations and I, I kind of feel from your watching your stuff that's the kind of thing you get from it as well it's just honest conversations just it, it, people as as they are rather than hanging up as as a particular type of person I don't know. Mm. I, I, I kind of butchers my thought on that, but it is very early in the morning for me. But I hope, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes complete sense, and I really hope for that too. I personally feel like I um, have always had this kind of weird sense of connection to New Zealand. Like I love where I'm from, but I've always wanted to leave. I've always wanted to explore elsewhere. Um, ever since I can remember, I've had this weird affinity for the States and I'm maybe it comes from my parents having lived there for 12 years and my two older siblings um, having been born there. Um, yeah. I've always kind of looked elsewhere. And I think what I hope to get from this whole experience is just like, deeper sense of connection to yeah this place I'm from and also a deeper understanding of all the different people within this one strip of land you know um and I'm really interested in um yeah sharing more stories and learning more stories of um particularly you know Māori um and local iwi um whose land you know was essentially stolen um historically um and I think there is a lot of history on 
certain sections of the trail which I'm quite excited to bring to light because I think otherwise you wouldn't think twice about them Mm. um, just by driving on them yeah so yeah no, looking forward to to following it and and seeing what you come up with. Uh, I think I'm I'm fascinated by by the history of of New Zealand and the Maori. Uh, I don't really know anything about the iwi uh, at all. Um, mm. Probably that's how history works: is that if the mm-hmm. land has been stolen from them, mm-hmm. just get wiped out. It's, it's uh, but it'd be really interested to see uh, what comes of that. Um, okay, um, let's talk about food. Uh, oh great this subject yeah so we everybody if anybody follows you they know what your trail snack is um Mm -hmm. do you want to say it out loud (laughs) hi i'm eleanor or tip tap and i am addicted to peanut butter (laughs) i think we all are uh welcome welcome to uh, peanut butter anonymous (laughs) we are we all feel you. I actually just had a big bowl of porridge, and half of the bowl was full of peanut butter. So oh, it's, my it's all, incredible ratio! I feel really awesome. accepted and safe here. So thank you. <laughs> You're in a safe space. <laughs> um, but what is your first meal that you have when you come off trail? So, you, you, okay, oh. you have you have your town food. We talked about this before, where you have your town okay. food to go in and get and get that kind of stuff. But you've just finished a 30 mile hike or you've just finished mm-hmm. a day hike and your 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 salt levels are down your sugar levels are down you want grease you want filthy food what do you go mm-hmm. for or do you go oh for do you just go for a bag of spinach what do you go for yeah yeah wait so this is on in the context of a through hike or a day hike because i feel like they're really different okay well two two answers well, I just feel like through hike you would just eat whatever is right. Like you'd eat the dirtiest thing possible. Um, my favorite, actually, my favorite thing, um, I think America brought to light um, was my affinity for donuts on trail because I feel like donuts are kind of like the most like sinful, like or you know, like the food that you associate with being like the most. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, gluttonous kind of thing. And I feel like, yeah, on a through hike, they you just can down them. Um, but in terms of, I mean, you can't go wrong with pizza, right? Uh, and um, ice cream, ice cream. Uh, but I mean, I feel like I'll always crave like a good, like Japanese meal. I don't know. I just, I feel like, a bento box, you know, just, it's like, that's a pretty, like, I don't know, white dish, but also it's like the varied, all the varied items and the, the sodium in there will, you know, take you right back up, up to uh, normal levels. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I always craved healthy food too. I spinach, hundred percent bag of spinach. I'll down that too. Bag of spinach, raw avocado, just straight out of the skin. Oh, do you know what? Actually, I did a long, well, long-ish run on Sunday. I came back to my flat. Um, my flatmates had bought donuts. <laughs> and my plan coming back, before I knew they had donuts, was to drink green juice. So I came back, took a bite of my donut, and drank green juice at the same time. So I think that was, they like, just, the perfect. 
yeah, combination. They, can't, they cancel each other out. You just yeah, I, th- I think that's how it works, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever yeah. I have, yeah, whenever I have a slice of pizza, I just have, you know, celery juice. Sing- just can't, single just can't... spinach leaf on top. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so w- one other questions I ask is around like what keeps you going because through hikes. They, there's a very small percentage of people that do it. Then there's also an even smaller percentage of people that actually complete the trail. Mm. What is it that kept you going on the PCT? Was mm. there a, a means to an end? Was it just this kind of personal challenge? Was it a, you know, some, a badge of honor? What, what was it that kept you going? Mm. Uh, I would say, I mean, I think it's one of those things when you set yourself a goal and a big task, you just want to see it through. So I would probably put it under it being a personal challenge. You know, it's, um, and not necessarily like a challenge per se, but something you want to do for yourself. Um, because ultimately, you know, no matter what, a through hike is a very selfish feat because you're putting, you know, your family um, in a position where they're kind of worried for your safety. Um, you know, you're, yeah, you're doing it for yourself. You can, you can, um, have other reasons which can be for a bigger purpose, but ultimately it's you who gets you through and yeah, it is for yourself. So, um, I think that was the biggest thing. I think I'm also just a very, very stubborn person. Um, and that helps with through hiking. Um, I also think that, when you come from it from overseas it's like all or nothing you have no option you can't just like go home to your family in California you can't just um yeah you can't go home to some weddings and then oh get you know vortex into town um so there are elements that come to play but I think ultimately it's you know how much do you want it and how much do you want it for yourself? Um, because I think no matter if you don't finish your through hike, you come out the other side as realizing how incredibly wildly capable you are of putting yourself through shit and, um, you know, coming out the other side stronger than you ever thought. So um, I think that's what it will always come down to. That's pretty cool. Well, like I think a lot, that would resonate with a lot of people. Um, I know with the the guy in Pala yesterday, what he said coming from the UK, when he goes on like these big hikes, he's not going to go over and just do a section of the PCT, come back and do it again. It's you know, mm. it's all in. You you got to do the whole thing uh, in one go, or it just it becomes one becomes more expensive and two it just becomes less of a reality because you have to keep keep going back every single time and the logistics and everything like that it just makes much more sense to just go and do it in one go mm. um one of the things that kind of resonate as well with your your movies is um the amount of women that are, are hiking with you along the pct mm. um and it's just from my perspective like in Ireland, women haven't been uh, as kind of featured in the outdoor community as as much as men have over the years. But mm. it seems to be a lot more uh, kind of balanced in, in the US. Is Would you say that from what you've seen? Because that certainly came through your documentaries and what I've seen from, from other people as well. 
but uh, specifically with through hiking and with the PCT, did you see, was there many women hiking with you? Uh, yeah, I feel like the ratio has definitely evened out more as years have gone by. I probably overrepresented women um, in my pieces because I think, um, I mean, I think it was just cool to present and show more female faces in the outdoor space mm-hmm. um but i think more and more yeah women are getting out there and it's really really cool and saying that for the first half of the trail i was predominantly just hiking with guys um i was the only female um in the sierra in my in a group of 10 um so i mean from my perspective i actually only started hiking consistently with women from after halfway um which was amazing I in in terms of like finally being able to hike with other women because I there's just like obviously there's a connection that you can't um explain or describe um just an underlying female connection and um I really enjoyed those relationships um we always had we had nightly girl talk. It was a great time. Um, and I do remember one, um, it's just a random side story, but I was in the Sierra and I'd been hiking with this group of guys for like a month or so. And we had these uh, hikers coming out for, I think like a three day hike. There were three girls and they approached us with trail magic. And, um, we just, I had a really nice conversation with one of the women and then they went off and I just turned to one of my trail family members, spider monkey. And I was like, that's the first girl I've talked to in like a month. And he was just like, yeah, I feel real sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, um, yeah, but yeah. In saying that, I, I think it helped that I grew up with three brothers. So I'm, I'm like so sweet in that environment, but um, it was definitely cool to see that there were, I, even in saying that I didn't feel like outnumbered, um, because you did see a lot of women, um, on trail. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is it, is it balancing out more, um, in Ireland now? Yeah. Well, there's, I think, you know, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Melissa, uh, who runs, yeah, yeah. uh, Gals Gone Wild. Uh, so she, I've had her on the podcast, um, as well we talked at great length about this because it's been a kind of a uh it's i suppose a bit of an issue with ireland where like women just haven't been out in the outdoors in general as much as men like there's definitely obviously is but not, not as much as men so it's just trying she is obviously uh, uh working really hard to 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 balance that out um so it's just i kind of wanted to understand from your perspective and what it was like in the pct and uh, and maybe what is it like in, in New Zealand as well? You know, what's the, what is the balance like? Is there as many mm. out there or is there at least, you know, good representation to to maybe inspire the next generations to, to, to come out? Mm. I feel like hiking is pretty, it's like, it's it's a popular pastime here. So it's not uncommon to see women hiking. Um, I think it's generally quite mixed from mm. what, yeah, I've seen um, through hiking might be different, um, but from what I've seen in terms of like on Facebook groups, there seem to be quite a few women out there, um, which is awesome. But yeah, I think in terms of that, that's pretty balanced. It's more the, um, I mean, there are definitely other 
underrepresented groups as well, um, you know, ethnically, which is mm. probably um, another thing, a whole other thing in itself, right, um, that should be tackled. Um, but, yeah, I think in terms of male-female, it's pretty, um, yeah, I would say somewhat balanced and uh, maybe that's because I'm, I'm um, friends with people who like hiking. Um, yeah, inside the inside the bubble, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a probably a too deep a question for for nine a.m. over here <laughs> <laughs> to to get into how how do you solve the, the diversity on trail? Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a long-standing issue, and obviously, there's a lot of people out there. Um, that are flying that flag and trying to, to, to make things like yourself uh, to, to, to bridge that gap. Um, but yeah, no, th- thank you for your work in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying, trying. Um, okay. Ed, I don't know if I have actually any more questions left <laughs> at this stage. I had like a ream of questions that I wanted to ask and I just went trailed off into to nonsense. <laughs> um is there anything else that you want to talk about is there any other trails or or anything you want to talk about um my focus has kind of been um trying to learn more about Te Araroa because I think a thing that I didn't do much on because because I jumped into the PCT quite quickly was I didn't look into the history of the Pacific Crest Trail I didn't look into um yeah I felt like I kind of just jumped into it without knowing much at all I relied on gut hook I didn't look I didn't even look ahead I didn't in a sense I didn't want to know because I almost thought there were spoilers um but my approach for Te Araroa this time around or for this through hike um it's kind of been different where I've been looking more into um yeah the history of the trail and how it's been developed um and it's interesting um and I think maybe for other people who have done their second through hike and um, talk about having expectations for their second hike, there's always that sense of, you know, don't chase that same feeling, you know, don't chase Mm. an experience. It's going to be something in itself. Um, So this is me just airing my fears about (laughs) this trail. (laughs) Um, more than anything but yeah it's um i'm excited do you think you've learned like even on like the technical stuff have you learned you know your pack weight or is all that going to change because i know from well i still i still screw it up i still pack way too much but i've definitely uh, packed way less than i have on my first uh long distance hike like do you Mm. think your bag's gonna be lighter do you think you're gonna change up your gear oh man last time so i bought like I went ahead and just like splurged on all the kind of like ultralight. I'm doing this in parentheses. Um, yeah. Um, so I feel like my pack weight was pretty good and I couldn't have done much more to improve it in that sense. I actually think my pack is going to be heavy this time because I am probably going to take um, a few different pieces of camera gear out. Um, so that is going to make my pack a bit heavier um which I'm kind of a little bit worried about um 
but also because I think I see it as a um, an important part of my experience. Um, I, I should be able to justify it, but um, I still feel like I'm learning so much every time. Um, yeah, I still feel a little bit like a noob. So uh, I would definitely <laughs> improve. Um, I feel like you just improve every hike, every trail. Mm. Um, yeah, also New Zealand has very changeable weather. So it's going to be very, very different from um, being able to, you know, have a very, very bare bones kit um, on the PCT in some sense. I would imagine that even the individual sections of the of the, the TA will have it, uh, their own little microclimates as well. Yeah, I've heard of some horror stories of some of those forests. Um, so, <laughs> yep, looking forward to it. <laughs> um, I, I actually will ask you about the PCT, and it's, it's, it's kind of a, a maybe a little bit of a trite question, but do you, do you have a highlight of the PCT? Like it, the Sierra seems to be like the the golden crown to the PCT. Mm. Everybody's working towards the, the Sierras, and then from then it's like a, a victory march afterwards. Uh, is mm. would that be the kind of the same for you? Was there anything else that sticks out? The Sierra definitely was not a highlight for me. It was my like most. I feel like it was the time. I mean, I feel like you know through adversity you get those experiences where you they're the most memorable um and I look back and I think you know you do feel the most strongest after those experiences um and so maybe sometimes your low light is also your highlight so in a sense yes but also it was it was it was grueling um when I think about moments that I really remember um I mean summiting Mount Whitney definitely was I think because it was such a new experience um doing an alpine start climbing in the dark and looking up and seeing headlights way beyond where I could comprehend and then realizing that I was going to be up there climbing this ice these stairs of ice with no switchbacks um in the dark with an ice axe that still had its tip on it because I forgot to take it off and had never used it before (laughs) I was about halfway out where my mate Irish exit turns to me and is like, you should probably take that off. It's like, oh, okay, this is how an ice axe is. Um, And then, you know, summiting for sunrise and seeing just that incredible, oh, yeah, sun come over the horizon. So that was a definite, like, moment that I will always remember. Um, But I feel like, I mean, I loved Oregon, Washington. I mean, Oregon, yeah, was flat, but it was just this like sense of kind of relief. Um, and yeah, like you said, Washington, I guess, was like a bit of a victory march. Um, but yeah, it's, it is kind of crazy having it been over a year now. And even some names, I'm like, how have I forgotten that? You know, you, you think you're going to remember all these things forever. And I'm kind of like, oh, man, I need to rejog my memory on everything and never forget. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, yeah, like you said, very difficult to choose a highlight. The whole yeah. the whole trail, man. <laughs> well, like, and you can kind of get that from watching your 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 videos as well. That you know you loved every single moment of it, and you tried to uh, tried to give as much love to each kind of phase of your of your hike as possible throughout the whole thing. Definitely, you can tell that you loved. Man, Whitney, <laughs> that, that, that's pretty clear. Uh, I think you saved your favorite song for that, or something as well. It's just the, 
Probably. <laughs> Turn up the volume on this one. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's, it, it, I, I kind of think that will resonate a lot with people as well. And certainly with me, you know, some of the most grueling sections of hikes, you're just like, oh, do you remember we did that? And like, it probably, it, it, trauma definitely leaves an impact in your memory, I think. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, The more, whole type two fun thing. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, I've only actually heard of type two fun in the last like, t- like month or so. Um, mm-hmm. I think ever since I got into trail running, uh, I've just been hearing type two fun all the time. I'm like, what is this type two fun? And then, <laughs> ah, yes, I do have type two fun. Yeah. Yes, I, yes. Running up mountains and heaving and almost falling over and then getting to the end and going, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that sounds about right with trail running. Um, yeah, you said no, I feel you- like I, I heard a lot more with on um, the trail as well. I, I feel like I didn't hear it at all. You don't hear it at all in like normal life. And then type yeah. two fun becomes a very regular, commonly used phrase. Um, you said earlier on that you did a long run or a long trail run. Is that something yeah. you're getting into now? Yeah, I mean, the goal actually was to run an ultra this year. Um, I've never run a marathon before. Um, uh, And I entered one that actually is in February, but I don't think I'll be done with the trail yet. It's 100K. It's called the Tarawera um, Ultra Marathon. Um, It's definitely something I think I recognize a lot of um, through hikers got into after and also something that I have been interested in. Like I've done a couple before but never anything of that distance but definitely something I want to get further into the longest run I've now done it's not even that long it was on my um birthday I was like I'm gonna go run 27 kilometers on my 27th birthday um I ended up running 30 because I got lost uh but yeah it is now my longest trail run to date so yeah add 70 kilometers to that and you know you got my 100k race you just need to do what you did and just do it three more times (laughs) exactly absolutely fine Exactly. Um, but actually, I do want to go back to your point about, you know, loving every moment on the trail. I think it is also the uh, beauty of the edit and the beauty of, um, <laughs> you know, creating your story, presenting a story the way you want it to. Um, because I definitely did not love every moment. There were definitely really, really tough days and really really challenging moments never never a moment where I questioned if I would quit but moments where I just felt like I I would like a soft bed right now and just to curl up and um a sense of comfort but um I think with the whole way I edited my videos was this sense of you know um looking in hindsight with this nostalgic pair of rose tinted glasses, um, which is often the way you remember things like just like type two fun where you're going through some really challenging moments, but you really only remember the good parts because those are the bits that make you want to do even more of it. Um, yeah. yeah. I, and I get the exact same feeling from when you do, I'm sure you get this when you do a trailer run as well, you finish it you're in bits and then you you know you have a sherry you have a bit of food and you just 
you know, think, oh, I'd like to do that again. I'd like to do like a longer distance or like what you've done. You've run your 27K, I'm sure at the end of your 20, or your 30K. I'm sure at the end of that, you're like, oh God, oh, I don't like, why have I done this to myself? Mm-hmm. And then the next day, yeah, 100K sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hey, hey, are you getting into some big distances? What's your trail running goal? Uh, I have a few uh yeah I I, I I suppose i've mentioned this already on the podcast already so i suppose it's out there in the ether so i gotta kind of gotta do, do it um so myself and my housemate were planning on running from dublin uh to cork which is the southwest of cork um it's a trail called the e8 path and it goes from yeah from the harbor in dublin and it, it kind of joins together a bunch of trails all the way down to Cork, which uh, I think it comes to about 600 kilometers. Oh my gosh. Um, so we're going to do it over obviously the course of a, a week over and day, a half right? or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That is incredible. That is well, awesome. And I, I'm, I literally just did a marathon like two weeks ago, just went mm-hmm. and it ran a marathon distance. And was that your longest? That's um... my longest. <laughs> nice nice hey you'll be sweet you're good to go yeah that's what everyone's been saying is like oh once you've done a marathon the rest is just you yeah, know it's all downhill right it's all fodder it's grand you mm-hmm. just just keep mm-hmm. going uh mm-hmm. even though it's not downhill it's very much uphill <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh that's an awesome challenge uh i'm stoked for you we've got we've got a bunch of things that we're going to do beforehand but we're because obviously we're going through our winter um we're going to just use winter as a training platform so just like every single day just trying to run as much as we can uh when i'm not working obviously um and yeah hopefully fingers crossed this time next year or not this time next year at some point next year i'll be down in cork uh eating what's going to be your first everything. what's what's going to be your first meal oh um I'm going to have a bucket of peanut butter anyway. Oh yeah, of course, of course. I mean, that's, uh, that's a given, like it was a given for me. I didn't have to talk about it, but what's, what's the next meal? <laughs> you didn't even say it. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to have, I, okay. This is the thing. Actually, whenever I do big hikes or trail runs, I always say pizza. Pizza is going to be my thing because I just have mm-hmm. it in my head. And I think it's just because it's so simple. It's just like a simple answer. It's like, yeah, I'm going to have pizza. But every single time I get home or go to order food, it's always something else. And it generally tends to be Indian food. Really? So, yeah. Wow. I don't Is know why. Craving? I get, and I just, I always get like uh, some sort of dal or, or not dal. Uh, I get some sort of like a sag um, mm-hmm. dish uh, with like two naan breads uh loads of rice loads of poppadoms loads of chutney like just everything and then like can't go wrong and a can of coke i have to have a can of coke just like can of coke yeah so we'll see we'll see um but there's gonna be a lot of food eaten on that yeah well i feel like after 600k you can definitely have more than one course um yeah so yeah and and if you you, so you're gonna do your ultra possibly in february but most likely not because you're going to do the ta yeah, it's either I get off trail, fly back up to the North Island and run this ultra and then come back down. Um, totally. Yeah, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go. We'll see how I'm we go. Sure, the the first section of the trail or the the last section of the trail will just be uh, training for the ultra anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Or I think. Or you could just run the last 100k of the trail. Okay, we're going to leave it there uh, because we're going into nonsense here now. And <laughs> no, thanks so much for your time, Ellen. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again and catching up. Um, hopefully we can do this again sometime and I'd like to keep in touch about the TA and see how you keep uh, how you get on and how you're planning for that and yeah hopefully you get to see mm. you do it yeah no thank you so much for having me on and um, yeah I'd love to come back talk peanut butter talk talk TA um, talk sag curry and all the things <laughs> so yeah no thanks for having me alright speak to you soon